Shut up and sit down. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Black Coffee is the fuel of the modern world, so go grab a cup guilt-free and get working smarter and faster. You are listening to The Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Everyone should believe in something. I believe I will have another coffee. Man, I love coffee. It tastes so good, it makes me feel good. There was a study that showed that if you drank 12 highly caffeinated energy drinks within a few hours, you would most likely die. Hell yeah. Cancer-free, sharp brain, plenty of energy, terrible breath. This conclusion, coffee is the All right, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von Dering, and I'm here with Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking... Pretty reasonable. Reasonable's good. I'll reasonable. Take reasonable. You're, take, you're looking reasonable. For early February, that's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> to his left, Evan Price. What's our, we're, we're all drinking the same thing, basically, sponsor, today. Kirkland. Our, our number one sponsor, Kirkland Spot Growing Water. Thank you very much. Number one sponsor. <laughs> we have two different flavors here. We have lemon, and what is what is Jake got over Jake's there? Jake's got lime. 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 There you go. Yep. They're two primary flavors. And some coffee, too. Can't go wrong. I got coffee. I oh, offered you guys coffee, but you said no. So I know. Just I already had coffee, coffee today. I didn't yeah. really need coffee, you know? Yeah, yeah, this one I got over here. I might as well put a nipple on. I've been nursing this thing all day long. <laughs> so thankfully, this uh, Contigo thing keeps it nice and hot. It's so. turned into a cold brew by now, right? <laughs> no, it keeps it hot. These things work awesome. Really? Yeah. How long can that stay warm for? I don't know. I put it in probably four hours ago, and it's still pretty hot in there. Really? That's, I might that's need to pick up one of those things. 20 bucks for a pair of them at Costco. Tim Go get them. Styrofoam doesn't keep it very warm. No. That's what I found. Yeah. <laughs> and sitting across from Matt Legrand, Lance Hepler. Oh, wait. Crickets. Wait a minute. Crickets. Where is he? Do we have cricket noises? I thought it was especially quiet here. Crickets when we got here and earlier. rattlesnakes and rattlesnakes. Dogs, dogs barking. He actually is hiking in a canyon right now. With rattlesnakes. With yeah. rattlesnakes and a dog. So yeah. he, here's the thing for this podcast. Lance may or may not. We're not sure yet. Give us a call on Skype. So. You have to listen to the entire one to see if Lance <laughs> yeah, will stay at some tuned. point text us in. <laughs> stay tuned in to find out. So uh, today, let's uh, get into our backpedal and uh, some other stuff. Um, Evan, you want to give us uh, give us your backpedal? Get yeah. us started? We had an awesome, me, uh, Jake and I had an awesome ride together on Saturday. Uh, that was very cool. Yeah, we, we got to ride with a, a few of the juniors. Um, right. Locally, the, the triathlon squad, the draft legal triathlon squad. Uh, Maddie Wick, um, Elijah, and um, the, the Maria. Yeah, Maria, the yeah, Maria uh, exchange Diaz. student that's living with Jake. Yeah, so yeah. they're all going to do uh, road racing too. So yes, they're they not, are not just triathletes. Evan. Exactly. Don't, don't try. Exactly. I'm not going to put them out. in a box. I promise. <laughs> but I have also promoted that all of them road race because that is a crucial part of their development. Sure. For sure. Yeah. But <clears throat> a funny part of this ride was. I was, there's a little roundabout that we hit. And of course, when you're trying to show somebody how to do something, the first thing you shouldn't do is do it incorrectly. So I was with Elijah and Elijah's bike handling is pretty, is, is coming along pretty well. So I wanted, so I wanted him to take this roundabout at at a pretty good solid race pace. Uh, the ground's wet, probably not a great idea for me, especially on my cross bike. 
dipped into the corner and slid out nicely. Got a nice little strawberry on my hip this week. Was so. this just you and Elijah? Like yeah. after we we parted ways? Yeah. Well, it was it was when we were coming up towards uh, before the trail with that big roundabout in the the condo area by the by the river there. Okay. Yeah. We so we we come around the roundabout and I just pedal just a second too early and clip a little bit and slide out. Oops. But <laughs> it was one of those like smooth slide outs though, where if you're not looking, you know, real close, you wouldn't even know what happened. You just kind of jump back on the bike real quick. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Ouch. But you know, it was great for Elijah there. Is I got to say like you want to know exactly how not to do that yep. corner. Watch this. <laughs> right on. Good. But yeah, experience. outside of that, it was an absolute, I mean, for, for how bad the weather was, just constant kind of raining, it was, it was a lot of fun and yeah. they all enjoyed it and had smiles on their faces. So yeah, it was yeah. good. Good yeah. times. Yep. Yep. And then me and Matt ran together on Sunday. Lakeside, lakeside long, long run. run. It was an awesome lakeside long run. We had a good group out. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. It was. It was a really nice day. It was. It was nice and foggy in the morning and the fog cleared and it was just nice and sunny. Yeah. There was... Yeah. Uh, I'll get into mine in a minute, but I was on my ride and there was times where you'd come out of the fog and then the sun was hitting and all of a sudden oh, you have this awesome. bright blue sky, but then you'd have like the steam coming off the asphalt because it was starting to evaporate. It was just kind of really neat. It was yeah. Very it's like, it's cinematic like, looking. Yeah, it's like <laughs> signaling the potential end of winter, just yeah. like the fog. Too clear. early. The Too early. Coming. It is a little early, but you know what else I noticed? And I noticed this every time spring is getting very close as the birds start chirping early in the morning yep. near my house and they're, yes, they they're do. doing that now. So. Yeah. Too early, guys. They were for sure waking us up, which is common, man. Yep. Cool. It's not time yet. Let's not get. Let's not jump the gun. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, backpedal for us. Uh, I did some swimming. Been swimming and testing a lot of goggles lately. Some more goggles than I know what to do with, and got to swim in all of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have ridden a couple of times um, indoors. I was going to say outdoors. Didn't make it outdoors. Didn't no. make it outdoors. I rode with the triathlon group and the juniors. We noticed that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll let you finish. And Barrett. <laughs> well, so so I'm Barrett I'm toasted I'm, you from I'm enjoying heard. myself on my Rumor ride. Has it working hard? <laughs> I'm, you know, working hard, right? And I get this text from Jake, and it's a video clip of Barrett, who is ten or eleven. 10. 10 on his <laughs> so bike. 13. Yeah. <laughs> on a bike. Yeah. I mean, he puts out big watts. Yeah. But uh. He's on and he said, and he, what did he say? Like, hey, Matt, I just passed you. Uh. Or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, killing me, man. It was, it was oh, direct it was so trash funny. talk coming from It was. It, was, it, it was. came out so organic the first time. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Say that again. And I got my phone out and got a video of it. <laughs> he's just like, I just passed Matt. He was out of the saddle, just like cranking. Hammer. And he went blown by Matt. You should just have Matt, your GoPro on when you're riding yeah. there. Because he's probably just full of good quotes there. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's true. That was pretty funny. So that was nice. A nice uh, hit to my pride. Uh-huh. There's not much pride left. But he's, o- he's only a fourth of your age. He's so, fourth you know. of my age, yeah. and he's got double the watts. Exactly. I don't so. know about that, but yeah. <laughs> and half the weight. <laughs> and half the weight. Uh, and then also definitely highlight, well, I'll, I will say that um, Saturdays are really nice and consistent. Mm-hmm. I'm doing like a, I would call it, you know, like my classic Saturday triathlon workout where we swim early and then get on the bike and do an indoor workout and then go for brick run afterwards. And that's going well. And it's been that's consistent, good. which for a couple of weeks doing that with um, Bob Croucher. I this last week. You're putting okay. together good, solid, eh, just like beginning yeah. build off season training. You are. They're not <clears throat> anything crazy, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's some stuff to, I don't think I'm ready to race by any means, but. When's the, when's the indoor race? 
uh, Lackmas. Oh, uh, February 29th. I kept meaning to talk February to you about 29th. that. Yeah. Is that a We're, Sunday? When is that? I don't know. Uh, I think it's probably a, it's a Saturday. I think so. That would be it is a Saturday. So, so this okay. is an in, an indoor triathlon mm-hmm. in our area that Evan. I've been meaning to talk to you about and invite you to come do it with me. Mm-hmm. And I think we run. What do we do? We swim for fifteen. I think we swim for ten minutes. Bike for so. bike for twenty minutes or thirty minutes, and then run for ten minutes. I don't know. It's pretty. I think, it's I think really it was short. Ten twenty ten. If I remember right, it's super short. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if it was a little bit longer, but I kind of want to like do it and go hard. Yeah. I'm a little scared of going I'm, hard on the run. I may be hurt myself, but. coming back from Tampa that day. So depending okay. on the time, if I can jump off the plane and it's get there, be, I will. It's going to be early in the morning. Yeah. But we can make our own. Don't worry. Yeah, we could easily make our I've own. I've got some ideas for fun early spring. We should. Once. We should yeah. do that. We can grab all our juniors Absolutely. and be like indoor triathlon and go. Exactly. It wouldn't be hard at all. No. Yeah. People keep track of their It'd be own stuff. a lot stuff. of fun. Yeah. The highlight of the week lakeside long run yep absolutely i i've been feeling decent on the run i felt like i was like all right let's kind of ease the pace up you know as we were finishing of course we were running with like bob croucher had no problem with the pace no i thought i finished and i was like i think we're going like you know seven seven fifteens in there no we weren't we're going like seven thirties seven forties yeah i saw it when we were (laughs) i was I was high hopes that we were going a little uh, bit faster than that, but that's okay. It'll but it's been like back to back to back weeks of you getting in 10 miles, yeah. which is way which is more good. than you were getting before. And in yeah, fact, I thought good. we might actually go longer this past weekend, but you could have gone longer. You someone good. did. Someone got 20 miles in after the first warm up 10 miles. You got in an additional. Yeah. Wow. Trying to run. That's longer good. And more. That's, that's what we would call good stuff. Yeah. That is a real long run. I'm really thinking, <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm really like? Mm-hmm. This is an, and I hate talking specifically about my training on here because I really like, I feel like there's a lot of pro athletes out there that wa- try to get way too in the weeds with their own training and give out like specific stuff all the time, which sure. I just don't think most people really care. People, but like, yeah, that's the thing. People don't care. Like nobody cares what your like tempo threshold set right. was this week. But I did have two back to back days running that I really think if I was to like take some time off triathlon and just focus on running, you could be a runner. I really think I could go under 110 and a half pretty I'm not going to say easily, but I think within six months That's I could go under 110. Serious. Well, I really think I could. But what, you know, what it could have, should have, trying to do it with triathlon would be tough. But yeah. who knows? And, you know, triathlon, you're not, you're not too shabby at triathlon. So keep it up. I think to the, some I'm shabby. This, but, you know. <laughs> that 20 mile distance does tend to beat you up a little bit more. I yeah. would say that you should probably continue to experiment with those kind of once every other week or yeah. every, once every three weeks, something really like that. I'm really not going to bump. I think my longest run this year is going to be like 24 miles. I'm yeah. really not. I mean, outside the race, I'm really not going to like yeah. try and nope. experiment with like, yeah, let's bump this up to like into the thirties. I'm not going to, no, not, not going to no, go no, that no. route. I think a 20 is perfect for, and this is super early right now, yeah. but I'd like next week, you should probably pull back a little yeah, bit. To like a 16, 18 range. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Agreed. That was Lakeside Long Run. Highlight of the week. Uh-huh. Highlight. Of the we week. had Mike Reddick there on the bike. So <gasps> on we the had, bike. So we had our we, first dialed cycling member join the Lakeside Long Run. <laughs> it was only for ten seconds, but he multiple was multiple people showing up with bikes. Yes, he just and, went there for the photo opportunity to call you guys out. And also Scott Macbeth, first run back from his his injury issues, and uh-huh. is doing awesome. He was so happy to be there, and Mike snapped a cool picture of Scott. So that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Reddick's little uh, caption or something to that effect was, <laughs> was like, um, they lost their bikes or something. Poor guys lost their bikes. Can we start a Kickstarter or not a Kickstarter, but a GoFundMe yeah. to get these guys some new and bikes. And that was nice to Mike to be out there because Mike was about was to nice. jump on a plane to Alaska. Yeah. Fairbanks. Yeah, he's in Alaska right now. Yeah. So if you listen to this, Mike, 
Thank you. Yeah. That was nice. It was good to see you. Cool. Jake, come down sometime. Roll down the hill. Uh-huh. Um, I, I will. Like, Sundays have been kind of my longer ride day. And yeah. I'm trying to squeeze that in and get it um, Did you end up done. Yeah. Did you end up riding? I know Jake's about to do his back, but did you end up riding with the team on Sunday? I did. That really? looked like the uh, most enviable ride I've seen so far this season. It yeah. looked awesome. That was awesome. Glorious. <laughs> would you was say it, it was good stuff? Yes. I would. <laughs> was it Lance that would say glorious? Glorious yeah. would definitely fit this ride. Um, we ended up yesterday getting on the bikes, um, knocked out 92 miles and some change and just a little over 4,000 feet of elevation gain. Did the uh, banks for Nonia loop. Are you kidding me? You did 92 <clears throat> yesterday? Yeah. Wow. I know. You're like, so, I got to get some, I Jake's, remember I saw you on, was Jake's it Friday? I saw super you? sneaky fit lately. <laughs> remember I saw you on Friday at the soccer and you're like, yeah. I gotta get, I gotta find some time to get on the bike. I got, I gave you some hours <laughs> in before this weekend is over. And I was like, oh, I guess you did that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you snuck in those hours. I guess you found some time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did the, the juniors right on Saturday. And then after mm-hmm. that, I mean, that let's, it's not I mean, it was a good workout for the kids, but for yes. us, we're just kind of like, do, 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 do. So, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like two hours of spinning the legs. Just because we're just nervous, too, the entire time. We're like, please, yeah. nobody get hit by a car. Please, nobody get exactly. hit by a car. So, <laughs> so um, I needed to get something that four to five mile, or yeah. five mile, four to five hour range. At that 200 plus watt range. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh. Just when I got done telling Matt that my computer wasn't going to make any uh, noises over here. This is why I told Lance to text me today, unless we could have the little bing noise like everybody loves, and then we could be like, oh, it's Lance. (laughs) Just got a a notification that Peter McKinnon uploaded a new video, Matt, so you can go check that out later. Okay. Um, But anyway, so we uh, I joined, was it Hanel and Hatfield and one of our newer teammates, Gary Cornelius. Um, The four of us went out and we did this right. There's some other people that were wanting to come out there. They just couldn't make it yesterday. It was one of those rides where everybody wanted to go but they just couldn't for various reasons. And we've already got people requesting for us to do that ride. Again, I very, very much soon. wanted to be a part of that ride. If yeah. you can make it, my God, that was a beautiful ride. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a brisk pace the entire time. Oh, um, you're on the you're on the Hatfield Handle train right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Handle, that that those train guys just, lately. I think those guys just that's go. A, that's a fast train lately. I think those two guys just go, they just go find the most beautiful rides. Like that's yeah. their job. Like, they spend all week looking for the most beautiful rides, and then they go yeah. ride them on the weekend. And then I know I know we always talk about Handle on here a lot, but also I mean like oh. very like Hatfield is Hatfield's very strong. Legit. He yeah. very strong in the last year has gotten sneaky fast. He I also used to be, able, be a triathlete too. Yeah, I used to be able to show. keep up <laughs> with him. You used to be able to keep up with him pretty well, but I mean, now when it gets over like, you know, maybe four degrees of uh, grade. He climbs well. He climb. uh, he's, he's, he's just gone. Um, yeah. I'm just, I don't have my climbing legs and my climbing body right now. Yeah. And the problem that I and was the climbing with, shoulder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yesterday was no different. I mean, we were about 65 miles in and we were doing the, the last longer climb. Mm-hmm. About halfway up that, I started to get my whole trap complex, and it was yeah. going down into my lat, and was kind of going up in the base of my skull. It just all started to like, like, not like not, and not like um, cramp or anything, but it was just so tight that I was getting a tension headache in the base mm-hmm. of my skull, which <laughs> was not pretty. Did not make the last got twenty to, miles enjoyable. It got to the <laughs> point where I honestly thought I was gonna have to pull over and go puke in the bushes for a second. Oh. So I just kind of like slowed up a little bit and let those guys go to the top. I mean, they were up there probably waiting me for me for. I don't know, yeah, less than a minute, minute but, yeah. Yeah. Um, just kind of had to like relax myself. And um, you know, yeah. by the time we got up there and got something to drink and everybody was, you know, <laughs> nature had called, yes. um, doing their things up there and we got back on the bikes. Um, I, I was fine. So, yeah, but um, I was able to hang with them all just fine on the, the flats and the rollers. So the, that was the, good. The, the fitness is building back for you. I mean, and it's pretty oply time too, when yeah. you're thinking going into camp. So, yeah. right. Got to get ready to, for training camp. When yeah. you when you guys come back from camp, when you did, do you remember last year when we did that just like team time trial up Larch, the Washington side? Yeah, we just had like everybody PR'd up Larch that day, yeah. basically. Yeah, 
we need to, when you guys come back from camp, do that again and honestly see. I think the team as a whole is fitter than they've been before. They've there's been pretty a consistent. lot of good fitness on I the mean, team that, right now. There's everybody has just been very consistent during the winter yeah. time, getting on the trainer yeah, and riding indoors. Out. A lot of people don't like it, but if you do it, the dividends that you will earn mm-hmm. from that are going to be through the roof. I mean, you're going to be oh, super, yeah. super strong. So, but I think, I think, I think an attack on large isn't going to need to be put on the schedule. Yeah, we'll definitely point. get something together. We'll have more team rides coming out. So, yeah. um, but, uh, that ride was fantastic and, and we will de- be doing it again soon. If you can make it, come on out. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I got in almost 12 hours, which is good. That's the, the it's biggest week that week. I've had this year, good work. which yeah. is good. Um, getting ready for camp. Um, I'm just trying to find any kind of form and fitness that I can possibly find without my shoulder falling off. And, my shoulder is definitely sore today. It's not quite as bad as I was anticipating after what I dealt with. So that's good. And, um, yeah, just going to parlay this into a, another big training week this week. So are we'll you going to, is your shoulder going to be okay to do Pilates tomorrow? Should be. Yep. I'm, I have no reason why I can't make it. All so right. See you there, Matt. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Lead out news sitting in today for champ Bailey. We've got the one and only Evan Bryce. Yep. We're gonna see if I can top champ here. I've got I've got varied news, I will say. Okay. So to all the cyclists here, there is some cycling news in here, but we may have a little bit of running news. There were some records that fell here this this, okay, this okay, last stray. No stray. whammies though. No whammies. No right. whammies. No whammies. Okay. So first, this is local news for me because okay. this is local news from Ohio, but national news in the sense that the 24-hour cycling championship was okay. held in Sebring, I believe it's Florida. Sebring, Florida. Sounds lovely. Okay. Uh, the, this last weekend, um, that that's a lot of riding in 24 hours generally. And do they do a loop and just? So they actually changed the course this year, and the course towards the back end had a turnaround, okay. which is a big, big, big impact on on the race because typically there are quite a few of the top end riders that will go over 500 miles, and I believe nobody this year went over 500 miles. And they, they blamed it on, on, on the turnaround, which you think about if you're at hour 20 and to do that, you have to average like 21 miles an hour for 24 hours. Yeah. You're hitting a turnaround. At, yeah, it's a slowdown, the, the oh, turn, and then the acceleration. get back up out of the saddle. I, so how many times would they hit that turnaround? Just out uh, of curiosity. Cool, a lot. I have no idea. It, it would have been a lot. So the loops like 10 miles or something. Yeah. And so they would do it like 40 times or something. Exactly. Gotcha. So um, from the, the, the company I'm, I'm involved with, Edge Cycling Technologies, one of our riders, um, Joe Lawhorn, who I've mentioned on here before, Race Across America finisher, uh, did 464 miles. Which is a long way to go in 24 hours. I don't know how that's possible. He did like 19 and a half miles an hour for 24 hours. Just, I mean, just incredible. And with the turn, he he was well within on pace for 500 miles at the halfway point until they started having to do that turnaround. It it really makes our Seattle to Portland ride just look like, like, (laughs) like a warm up. Yeah. I mean, I really it is because the 200, like they they say that race doesn't start till the halfway point. Yeah, okay. like that's when that's I'm when that race starts. I was trying to do something over here, and I may have missed this. Four hundred and sixty. How much yeah. elevation gain though? Oh. Uh, I mean, it's Florida, zero. so let's just assume zero. But there's, yeah. I, it's it's a very 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 flat course. Yeah, yeah very flat. Uh, two other of my my mother's and my very good friends, uh, Ruth Costell and um, uh, Judy Stutes, also finished this race. Both did very well. 
Well, here's the thing. Doesn't everyone finish? Because isn't it as far as you go in 24 hours? I don't so, think like, everybody keeps on. You could on do. Right. You, you could mean, have like, three miles and be like, yes. technically, I, I got my three miles in for 24 hours and I'm done. Yeah. Now, I need to fact check myself on this, but I do believe Ruth set a master's record for this race, a national master's record. I could be wrong there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she did. I'll fact check myself for next week. Okay. And Judy Stutes finished very, very high. I'd have to check on her results again where she finished with the official. But yeah, it's just absolutely incredible. And it's interesting. I mean, all three of those people are from Dayton, Ohio. Like, Way to go, Dayton. I don't know why Dayton has a such a centric ultra mindset, but yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? Awesome. They're just really bored in Dayton, Ohio. It's just really yeah. tough people, We're, I'm going to say. But yes, okay. also boring bored. probably tough. feeds into it. Extremely <laughs> tough, tough. Bored people. <laughs> and bored. And they want to ride their bike as long as possible. Ride and run as long as, you, as long as you can. But yeah, so, so proud of Dayton. Shout out to everybody. That was absolutely awesome. Now, still on a cycling note, going internationally, our, our favorite person to talk about on this podcast, Woot Van Aert, continued his comeback this week. And he won the, oh man, the pronunciation, this yeah, is going to be awesome. Are you ready it. for this? Just murder it. The Croatan Cross. Nailed it. Race. Yes, nailed that one. The well Jum- Jumbo Visma rider wins his first race back from his Tour de France crash where he yeah. lacerates his quad open. So it's good. Good for him. Now, here's the question. Matthew Vanderpool was not there. Mm. If Matthew Vanderpool had been there, would he have won? Maybe not, but still. Right. No. Great first victory back, heading into road season, looking strong. Yeah. Woot Van Art. Let's go. Be Good job, to buddy. see what he does in the spring classics. Absolutely. Good job, Ooh. Good job. That's our studio, live studio audience. Thank you. <laughs> and next, for all you cyclists, you can go and turn the headsets off for a second. Uh-oh. The Milrose Games were this weekend. Right. Which is basically where people go to an indoor track and try to break records and run really, really, really fast. So... Yeah, and it's just prestigious to win any of those races. Yeah, so yeah, it's like the New York City, like you know, big under the you know, big yeah. big race. Well, and it's just you know, it's like Madison Square Garden, and it's like it used to be a big thing. I think yeah. it maybe is not quite the same level as it used to be because I think people don't pay attention to indoor track anymore. But yeah, I think it used to be a thing. Yeah, they should because it's it's awesome racing. I love watching indoor races. Yeah, there, there's so many more tactics. I feel like in indoor races, just physical racing, tighter turns. Yeah. Yep, a lot more elbows thrown. As me and Matt were talking about this let's weekend. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Come <laughs> on, get to the point. Ellie Pierre set the women's indoor mile record, running very, very quickly. Four sixteen. Four sixteen, and that was also a great race too, because she had to close in the last two hundred meters yes. and fly by the leader in one of the fastest last fifties you'll see in a finish. Right after that. There was also in the th- men's 3K, a young man by the name of Nico Young, who Nico is young. still in high school. Yes. And is, the I mean, hands down the fastest high school runner right now, winning multiple cross-country titles and is going to have a great spring track season here coming up. He ran seven, correct me on this, Matt, 56, I believe, three seconds under Drew Hunter's previous high school record. That sounds right. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's for one incredible, he was running with the pros. He was yeah. running with the pros. Now, Grant, he was hanging on for dear life at the back of the pro field, but he yeah. was on the back of the pro field. What did he lose by 10 seconds or something? Yes. 10 seconds bad. on the dot. Uh, I mean, Justin Knight finished in 746 to win. Okay. So, and Justin, as I was telling Matt before this, Justin Knight looked terrifyingly comfortable running 746. He looked yeah. like he could have run a few more laps at that pace just Yikes. fine. So, but shout out to Nico Young. That's absolutely incredible. He's stud. He is an absolute stud right Going now. to Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona. Lumberjack. Where he's going to get Lumberjack. Yeah. all yeah. that nice That's a good place. Training. It's a good place to run. Yeah. yeah. He'll do He'll do well. He seems like he's, he's a, a level-headed coach. kid. Yeah. Very smart kid. Know. Very humble. I yeah. almost yeah, I went to school there. 
Really? Little think, fun fact. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. It was it's between cool... there and Chapman University where I actually ended up going. Yeah. And I stayed at Chapman just because I wanted to be a little bit closer I, to I home in Southern California. Okay. So, but yeah. Man, Jake would have been a great runner. Could you imagine that if Jake had become nope. a distance runner as a result? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a very different, very different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Back then, Northern Arizona wasn't as dominant as they are now. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're still good. Them in Colorado seem to be the perennial powerhouses yeah. right now. No. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Cool. Anything else? Nope. I think that's pretty much it. Champ Bailey. What does is, what is Lance say? Champ Bailey out? That's what he says, yeah. Okay. There. Done. He says with more panache, <laughs> but yeah. Lead out news. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. Appreciate that. No problem. Hey, guys. Guess what? Hot seat's back. Hot seat. The hot seat. It's hard to do the hot seat without Lance. Are we but... gonna, hold on. Wait, wait for it. <clears throat> the, the hot seat. Ooh. Whoa. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, let's do the hot seat. It, yeah, it does suck not having Lance here. We still have a chance that he may or may not call in, no, but yeah. we'll see. Um, so let's just. It'll be a real hot seat if he calls in with a question. <laughs> what? We didn't even see this coming. Yeah. Evan, why don't you get us started since you were uh, hot off yeah. your lead out? Or exactly. Your... Yeah, I'm just I'm just clicking over right now. So so I've got two kind of simultaneous discussion hot seat okay. questions. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Now, with training camp coming up, we know that for the team, training camp is a fun time to go and ride together and do all these things. But suddenly, it's also a very, very competitive sort of sort of week, basically. Yep. There's a lot of trash talking available. There's a lot of kind of pounding your chest available here. And there's also a few, I wouldn't call them jerseys. They're more socks, aren't they, Jake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are our daily uh-huh. sock awards. So you get it's, socks based on um, how you do that day in, in three different categories. Is yep. Whitney going to the training camp? He is. Oh, that's awesome. That's going to be Everybody keeps coming to me and saying, why is Matt Legrand not going? Yeah, it's gonna can be- you convince Matt Legrand to go? What can we do to get Matt Legrand there? It's, it's not the, it's it's taking care of the kids. It's all the stuff Are like we talking that. about this Matt Legrand or oh, they want international the other, pop star? The other Matt pop Legrand. star, the guy oh, that takes off. We might have to go get yeah. the international pop star. You guys need guy. a performer He can too. fill in yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he would be very entertaining. He looks like a climber, yeah. Could <laughs> serenade us every night. Yep. All right, so my two questions are, now, there there are glorified basically polka dot socks for mountain points, right? Climb Climbers. points. Yeah. Climbers. Okay. The leaders is based off distance, correct? No. It's, I don't think it's based off distance, is it? I thought the leaders was based purely off of who rode, rode the most no, miles. There's, a, there's green socks, and those are for all of the sprint points. Yes. And so basically, anytime we're riding on a road and we're mm-hmm. coming to a stop sign, not the actual stop sign, but the sign that says there's a stop sign ahead, uh-huh. there's a sprint to that. Gotcha. So you, you, like on the route, you don't necessarily know unless you're, I don't know, going out there and stalking the the, the route That's ahead of time, so you know idea. exactly. Where I know some at, people who will probably do that. Yeah, <laughs> That's and a good idea. there will be there will be a, a sprint to each one of those. Whoever racks up the most wins there mm-hmm. will get the green socks that day. Gotcha. And then whoever wins the green socks the most over the course of the week gets to keep them. And um, pretty much every day after you're done writing if you have said green socks and any of the socks for that matter mm-hmm. it's your job to go wash them because somebody could take them from you unless you know for a fact <laughs> that you're going to keep them and you want to wear not some, that rule. That's, that's, a funny rule. that's the other thing too is you you have to wear them every single day so everybody knows who you are so you uh-huh. kind of, you become a marked person um, yep. if you're going to go out there and you're going to uh nobody's giving you a lead out hold those yeah exactly yeah. you got to be a then out. at that point yeah. you got to so you got to be here i'll be team. for hire so if anybody wants to hire me i'll, I'll give you some lead outs <laughs> lead for days so i think it's i think it's gonna be fun so so All there's right. green, and then there's yellow, which is our best all around. 
okay. or, or GC person, if you will, the person that just rides the strongest and you know, yeah. maybe mixes it up with a few sprints and the long climbs and just, mm-hmm. you know, you can factor in like distance and elevation gain and whoever your best all arounder is. Now, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily have polka dot socks, but what we do have oh, is the red socks for the most ar- aggressive rider. Gotcha. I thought there was polka dot socks. Didn't. Well, the most aggressive rider is the person that would basically go out. No, no we, I, think, I think there's most aggressive rider and polka dot socks. Do we have polka dot socks? I think so. Okay, so I guess we do. I thought but, you guys did. It but it's not necessarily climb, so. for climbing. It's for us. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. How can I forget this? So yeah. it's not necessarily for the like a climbing challenge, but they will identify certain segments gotcha. through the course oh, of the right. ride for that day. And they won't tell anybody, but They'll you'll just, just have you to later. kind yeah. of guess like, you know, like. This is probably. Yeah, this is well, probably. Oh yeah, if it's like a 20 minute climb, it, I'm going to assume. It tends <laughs> to go to the strongest climber. Yeah. So okay. Whoever's out there. Like, I think climb. Paul won it one time. And Jordan. Jordan mostly. Yeah. But we won the overall for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. He was okay. Super beast. But Jordan's got some competition so, issues yes. with Robert mm. and Hanel. Yep. Yep. And Hatfield. And Hatfield. Yep. They're all going to be super they're, strong. They're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. So the, the, the question then is who is going to be the most consistent climber through the week? Who's going to win the green socks for the entire week? The most green, we'll say okay. the most green socks for the whole week. So you, okay. And they, at the end of the week, they also have like a final thing. So yes. you're and asking then, us who we the, think is going to win The last of things. the three, because this is going to be just the three-part question, is who rides the most miles? Mm, good question. I'm going to say the climbing award is going to go to Robert. Robert. But I, in that same breath, I could say Jordan. Uh-huh. Um, I just know that Robert is... Like his watts per kilogram, or their Crazy. watts per kilogram, they're nuts. Yeah. Jordan is coming over, coming also back nuts. fresh <laughs> from like a, a long week in Hawaii. Uh-huh. He's been riding around oh, yeah, Hawaii, right. just like hammering. Got like stuff. twenty four hours or something yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you saw this or not. He got engaged. Congratulations! Yeah. Congratulations, Jordan that. Records. Yes. Congratulations, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think God, it's gonna be a sh- it's gonna be a throwdown between those two. Yep. I, know, I think the conversation's only those two. Yeah, honorable that. mentions, yeah. I think we'll go to Hanel and Hatfield, mm-hmm. but I, I think those two are going to be there. But you know what? Hanel took it easy all week. Like he was like just taking care of the, I don't know what you want to call us, the scrappers. He was, he was, <laughs> taking, yeah. he was taking care of all the... Sweeping. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was a sweeper. I mean, he was kind of like the, you know, yeah. he was the nice guy. Because this, this is the thing with, with, with the climbers is you really have to look at like, okay, who's who's got... Because the, the thing with Robert is, Robert is there as a training supplement to their season coming up. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> for for Hanel and Jordan, this could be seen as an A race. So you may <laughs> you may see Robert pull back a little bit and be like, yeah. "This is not worth going." <laughs> I don't going think into any of for- I don't think any of those three take it all that seriously. Uh, but Lance Hepler, on the other hand, <laughs> I think he will ride the furthest. Yes, because yes. Lance Lance hands if, down if, is going to ride. If anyone's like, I'm going to go ride a little extra. It's going to be Lance. He's going to turn around and go ride with him. Yeah. Like he's going to sneak out of his van and like the afternoon while everybody's eating dinner and go knock yeah. another ten miles. It is. Somewhere. It is not going to be the disciplined pro Robert who's going to be like, yeah, you know what's a good idea? Here's Let's throw on twenty extra miles well, for no reason. Here. Those those folks have already. They're you know, it's already going to be a jump in mileage for everyone. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. Even, no, even no, Lance, no, nobody's riding that many miles a week consistently. That's like 30 hours. Not right now. I mean, we no. do have people on the team like, you know, 15s consistently. Yeah, you know, 15 hours. And, yeah. you know, Lance has been knocking out 18, yeah. 19, 20 hour weeks recently. Right. Yes. You yeah. Know, and some of these people are doing, you know, well over 300, if not close to 400 miles. Jeez. Training camp is still 
a God. leg above that because you're layering on stuff that's I mean, it's not like you can go sit on yeah. you know Zwift and, and lock it in at you know 2.4 no. watts per kilogram and right. just go ride for three or four hours who this does is that a whole who does that yeah it's going to be a whole different um, ball game when you get out there because you yep. are going to be riding around the same area that we were at last year and nothing is flat there it all rolls up and down yeah. and there's lots of long climbs so that's, I think that's right up Robert's alley the longest yeah. day I have to go check um, Hanel finished the the route planning the mm-hmm. longest day is just shy of 100 miles but it's over 11,000 feet of climbing <laughs> That's gonna be. That's awesome. a tour stage. That's, that's gonna, a, everyone's yeah. gonna everyone's gonna finish it and be that's like, an I'm gonna go stage. polish off the hundred because yep. there's Mexican coke somewhere that exactly. we can find. Gotta go, yeah, exactly. Go find it <laughs> somewhere. Find Don't know yeah. where it is. But. Yeah. So, do you guys know like where you're staying exactly? Like what town exactly you're gonna? We're be staying in Fallbrook. We are Fallbrook. literally staying okay. across East Mission Road is like the road yeah. that I lived off of for. 12 years whatever where i grew up yeah Th- that road i could almost throw a rock and hit where i used to live man and we are so close we're less than a quarter of a mile away from where i used to live that's and again good writing that's there. the handle and hatfield that, you know found that but yeah um we won't have to finish all of our rides with that um monstrous climb maybe up we should just Rainbow keep going Heights back road. there every year like make it a more of a tradition i mean it's cool to go to different spots and see well, different there's things so but. much great riding down there yeah and really we're not is. terribly okay there's whispers we're still trying to figure out the logistics behind doing this that we're gonna drive out to joshua tree and, oh yeah you know it's a two-hour mm-hmm. drive but what else do we have to do yeah. you know we might yeah get up early pack everything up go out there ride joshua tree and come Just back and leave then, at five or six a.m yeah. and boom you gotta you yeah, got, got palomar mountain you can go up to orange county you can even get up yeah. to la county and go do glendora mountain road to crystal mountain and go do that stuff that they is used it, in the isn't that where California. phil guyman kind of lives close to yeah too? he's on that, that oh, just shoot phil yeah. just shoot phil attacks and be like hey sh- show us your show us your back show us your show us your, your hills yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can go up to big bear uh oh yeah, my there's God. just so much stuff up there so oh, I yeah to be on this trip so yeah i know uh, good stuff so yeah. did we answer all of your questions uh sprinter oh the sprinter who's uh, taking most of the time i'm gonna Chris. go with surat oh surat's a, i didn't even think about surat yeah that's a great pick he's been just it's killing yeah. his training so he he could i mean he could be an overall contender for sure could he's be. just yeah. stud yeah yeah i'm too big of a person to contend for those uh those climb well that's well that's challenges. Just, that's that's jake and surat's only problem is just i mean when, when we're talking about that climbing eleven thousand feet like yeah lance is gonna that go is for the little the, man's lance game. gonna go for the green he'll go for the green socks well lance, lance and he'll do well did lance walk, no he walked away with the yellow socks though last year he got the best all around did he I don't yeah know. and surat um kept the green Lance will be right there remember. for the all around. I I think I think the green will still go to Surratt. He just has so much power. He does. He's got very very high end power. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to be able to give him a run for his money on that, but yeah. I just don't. I got to be careful. I don't want to. I do think you'll be his lead out. You'll, yeah, like I said, I'll be, be for hire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll if you're be the red Lance. on the race number. Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions for us? Those the, the those seat. were the three I was looking at. Yeah. Okay exhilarating stuff for our listeners they're all like who are Uh all these people in this place that i don't know (laughs) racing for socks what racing for socks yeah it's good stuff we will definitely uh, be posting a lot of uh, pictures and video and all that other stuff from the training camp so you can kind of play along with us as we uh we go through this Mm -hmm. matt hot seat i have a question for you and it's because some of us aren't going to Southern California. Some of us are. It's not too late. Some of us are. In, some of us are. Some of us believe that it's winter time, <laughs> and that you should suffer through the winter. Uh, here. What is your favorite piece of winter cycling gear? Number one. The most favorite important piece. or my favorite. Favorite. Good gloves. 
I, gloves? Tell me, tell me more. Oh God, I don't know what brand these but gloves they, are. But they work. They're they're great. Oh, now I feel terrible. I don't well, know. Psh, what bring time. them to the next podcast. I'm going to actually because they're we'll my. Go I've into had detail them for about years, them. and they yeah. are this, so warm so and perfect. Durability over yes. time has been good. I've crashed them a million and a half times, <laughs> and they are still alive. <laughs> and they're not like. They're not too hot. They're not too cold. They're a little bulky. It's kind of hard yeah. to get to snacks. Yeah. But it's okay. You know, I, That's I, part of I it. make it work. Yep. Yep. But yeah, you still good dexterity. They're not the lobster gloves, so they're they're not like impossible to operate a bicycle yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. They stay very warm all the way down to God, years ago I'd even ride in Ohio in like sub twenty degree weather and mm-hmm. those gloves were still okay with a base layer glove underneath them. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's coin toss. Um, tell, tell me both of them. <laughs> Castelli makes a base layer jersey, or like a base layer garment, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then they have a special pair of bib tights. Um, both of them have the Gore-Tex windproof mm-hmm. lining in there. And um, gosh. It, Castelli it, makes nice stuff. They do. So for me, like forever in a day, I was riding here until last year when I got these, these bib tights. And you always feel that wind. You know, permeate through your your yep. kit. You're, it doesn't Cuts. matter if you're wearing like bib tights or you're wearing uh, the, uh, bibs, regular bibs, and some leg warmers and whatnot. You're always still kind of cold. That's the, the, the wind. The cold wind will just come through there. So I got these bib tights that have that Gore-Tex windproof layer in it. Uh-huh. And I went out road and went, oh my gosh, I feel nothing and I'm staying warm. These things are magical. Well, they have a base layer jersey that has the same thing built into the whole chest and stomach area yeah. that keeps the wind off of your core. For me, though, I, I think it's a little bit easier to layer up for your upper body, so mm-hmm. I can get away with that a little bit more if I want to wear like a rain jacket and then something base layer to warm, and then you've got a jersey in there. So you've got enough layers there. So you, you didn't just quite get... wear the bib tights and you're good. I'm just wearing the bib tights, and I'm good. I wore those yesterday. When we started the ride, it was 34 degrees. Yeah, that was fine. It's cold. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's important. Those two pieces together, I think are magical for this time of year. Mm -hmm. And it's nice when you get to shed them and you can wear just a regular kit and not have to spend forever in a day getting dressed and undressed wearing all this stuff. So good. Mm -hmm. Good answers. Yeah. If you want a second and a third place, I got a few things there. Okay. Hit it. Let's hear it. The second place I've, um, I believe they're the Castelli shoe covers. I oh, yeah. They're called the Estremo. I was going to say shoe covers. Yeah. I've actually great looked too. at getting those. Yeah. yeah. So usually when it's in the, the mid-30s, your feet get numb. You can't feel your toes. and you, your, you know, your toe box starts to kind of feel like a peg leg <laughs> extension of your body. So I was wearing these Extremos. Now, they are freaking expensive, yeah. but um, they work really well. And my feet completely work. keep the water out or... Uh, they are pretty they're, they're not there's not really a good like a, a perfect uh, right. shoe cover out there but these do a really good job if it gets a little bit wet my feet aren't getting wet like right. i don't get home in my sh- like they might be a, a tiny bit damp yeah but my, my and my shoes are relatively dry so wow. they, they work really well that way so I, yeah. I like those as well i feel like most times when i'm you know i've trained when i've trained through the winter it's like you get an hour hour and a half into a ride and your feet are just wet and it's just like, yeah, that's uh, just part of it. This is where I'll be honest, the, the very old, uh, Siri mountain bike shoes that, mm-hmm. uh, Bob has given me that I don't even know how old they are. He didn't either, but they fit me perfectly. And he was like, you know, you can just have them if you want. I, I like older cycling shoes. I really yeah. hate breaking in new cycling shoes, yeah. which is why I probably keep mine for like eight, nine years at a time. Yeah. I hate breaking them in. And these are so perfectly old and warm that even with a lack of good, 
you know, shoe, shoe cover. cover. I really don't have a great pair of shoe covers right now. I need to buy some. Yeah. These things have stayed warm because they got that cotton lining that some of the mountain bike shoes have. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if the newer mountain bike shoes still have this, but it's like this insulated. Co- I mean, they take forever to dry. Yeah. Like they take literally seven days to dry. You could be blasting a fan You're on like, them the entire time. <laughs> Got to get these ready for next week. But shoe put, dryer, put them, dude, come on. They are, so, <laughs> but they are so warm. Oh, yeah. oh, they're great. You do need a shoe dryer. I've been using mine a lot I lately. Know. I know. Put it on there and they're dry in three hours done it's great and they're cheap they're like 20 bucks and right. your shoes okay. won't stink nearly as bad i so. just leave them outside anyway so yeah <laughs> that's why they don't dry for seven <laughs> yeah. you knucklehead you also i mean i mean for running shoes it's uh-huh. i mean running shoes know. is different because i have a fan that i leave them right next to and you need I, a shoe dryer yeah, yeah. And for i have shoe, shoe covers balls too don't yeah. rely on one shoe cover to do everything i've got four different pairs and i've one adopted that over the yeah. last year and based on the yeah. weather conditions you i will put on that that shoe cover and yeah makes a big difference I think I have three. Yeah. Which I just have a great pair. I mean, honestly, I, I, I just have like a great pair of ski socks. They, they were literally ski yeah. socks and they come all the way up your calf and they've kept my feet very warm this winter. Like even through a lot of the gravel riding. I, I do the doing. same thing. Yeah. yeah. I have a pair of ski socks as well. And it's kind of nice yeah. too because it comes all the way up to the, the base of your knee. So it yes. keeps your calves warm. So. Exactly. Yeah. They, they double great. And they got that nice old like shin, not, not a garb. It does a really good job of like blocking the yep. wind, which is yep. obviously what they're designed for. But yeah, yeah. I think they're bad I mean, because I have like winter cycling socks. They're not even close to how good those ski socks yeah. are. Yeah. Matt, what's your favorite? You know, some sort of shoe cover for sure. I feel like that's the thing that is missing. It's like if your feet are cold, you're miserable. Yeah. Do you do any like I neck still, buffs or head? I've been like, I've been searching for good gloves, and I ha- I, I bought a pair, and they're oh they're not just they're just not enough. I'll they're not warm enough. Yeah, you yeah. gotta show me those. Let me ask you a question, Evan. Is that the official cool. name for those? Is a buff? Because I've heard. Oh, well, that's Kestel a calls question. it the neck thingy. I've heard like a neck <laughs> gator. I've I think heard a buff is. There I've right? heard a buff. Well, buff. That's kind of what I've heard. usually what I've heard from runners. I wonder if that's just. a... I'd never heard that until I heard I you use that a couple podcasts ago. Maybe it's a runner thing. Could be. But that's that's what they are. They're 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 known as the. We're talking about the same thing. Oh yeah. I wore mine. Yeah, I wore mine yesterday. It comes up over the top of my head, and it was over the skull cap that I wear. And then you can pull it up and cover your ears. It works awesome with part of your mouth. It just keeps you warm. So I was actually too hot a couple times yesterday when I was wearing that, and it was. It's still really cold out, so those and things I, work pretty well. And I like them better than just the skull cap too, because you can just you know as soon as you, your head gets really warm, oh, yeah. just take it down, down a little bit more, yeah. take it around the neck, pull it back up. Yeah, or if you've yeah. got to stop and just take it off, it folds up into like yeah. a little tiny yeah. square and just throw it in your true. back pocket. So yeah, those things oh, are good. That was another scary moment on our ride. Speaking of those gloves that I love and I've had for way too long, and if I lost, I would never forgive myself. Hey, where did Evan go? Yeah, we're we're riding back, and I'm of course riding no hands, trying to get my snack out while taking the gloves off and doing too many yeah. things with my hands. Drop one glove on a semi busy road. I have to pull over to the sidewalk and wait for the traffic to pass and ride back and get the glove. Which anybody I, run it over? They did, but it's oh. it's it, it survived it just fine. The glove was <laughs> that that glove got run over by a car and me crashing and is still just just fine. It's still doing good. Sweet. Yeah. All Poor questions glove. answered. Cool. Anything else you guys want to add to that list? I think that's good. Yeah. For winter. Thank God we're coming some, to like the back ideas, end of you know. this. Yeah. Well, let me ask you one other question still based February. on. We still have time. On, on what Matt's question was here. Do you guys or have you ever purchased a specific pair of shoes that are meant for certain kinds of weather conditions? I know that there are shoe companies out there that will make like a winter, a winter boot. cycling or shoe. Something yeah. along they those do, lines. Yeah. They have 
the full on boots that yeah. you, that clip in. I mean, yeah, because my I know a lot of people I use the, the road shoes that I use are a pair of Giros, and they're mm-hmm. super lightweight and very thin and permeable to just about everything. So you have to put so some sort I. of shoe cover yeah. on there. If I'm going to go out there and just wear that shoe, uh-huh. I, you know, might as well be barefoot. Um, I know that they make a lot of other kinds of shoes, though, based on weather conditions. And I know a lot of people buy these things for like commuting or yeah. like I know that mountain bikers have a, a couple different types of shoe that they can generally choose yeah. from based on conditions. Have you guys ever done anything? No, but my my guess is that that's probably better than shoe cover, right? I mean, like you're you would think so. Yeah. Oh, the shoe is much pretty yeah. solid. It would, and I would at imagine least the, help tremendously, especially in the Pacific Northwest, where so many people yeah. commute during this cold, wet winter. Right. Yeah. Wet being the key word. There. I'm sure there are shoes yeah. out there that are just for that. I'm, maybe that's something we need to start looking into. Because if you have something that's rated like to be water resistant or even waterproof, for that matter. Yeah. And then my other question was, and I was thinking about this the other day when we were doing that juniors ride. Um, my wife frequently sprays her UGG boots with that Scotch Guard stuff. What? Just to make them waterproof yeah. and stain proof. Why aren't we using that stuff on our shoe covers? <laughs> on your shoe covers. I mean, it should work. <laughs> That's pretty smart. Yeah. Think no, of a I pair of shoe it's... covers that, aside from the Velo toes, those being like yeah. a, a rubber, kind of like a, a surgical glove almost that you can slide over your shoe that still has the open part on the bottom so that you can have your heel touch the ground and have the cleats clip in. So the Scotch Guard will wear off, right? Like it'll wash but yeah, off, but you reapply. Apply, yeah, it's then, cheap. The other thing is you lose breathability when you spray that stuff on. I'm Not perfectly fine with that it, with cold for, winter conditions. For shoe covers, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So know. might be worth something that we can try. Like it's worth a looking into. Hack. Yeah. A little Oh, hack bodge. Have you guys watched the GC on ha- ha- whatever, hack? Whatever. Whatever. Bodge. Oh, yeah. bodge is not a term I think we use no. in American English. So what is exactly a bodge? Because I watch that all the time and I kind of in context can understand like, what a bodge it's is. Kind of, yeah. It's, well, it's like, oh, you just just a rig, rig this thing together and it's yeah, yeah. it's not okay. gonna no hold good. up and like, then and then a hack is something like more successful it's like oh this is actually sustainable or like a cool idea yeah well a bodge is like right. no, no no you need that's to the concept. you need to buy something else yeah, yeah. okay gotcha yeah <clears throat> been watching that clip for a long time and i was like i can kind of get if what a bodge like, is but i've never like, heard that hey the, my handlebars you know need to be replaced but i'm just gonna use this ply board here the for, <laughs> that's a bodge for, that's that'd be bodge. <laughs> that would be a bodge whereas if you're like i custom 3d printed this carbon handlebar myself then yeah that's, they would call that, that a hack that's a cool know? hack okay yeah okay cool you ready for this question let's do it uh-oh a lot of news came out this past couple days here in uh oberland oh. bicycle racing association oh boy interesting um, okay one of the biggest race promoters has uh-huh. left Obra, Oregon Bicycle Racing Association, and is now um, a USAC uh, promoter. So United States Cycling just picked up nine races from the uh, from the Oregon Bicycle Racing calendar. And mm-hmm. so a lot of people here are now left kind of wondering, hmm, what, what am I going to do? Am, am I going to become a, a licensed Obra member or am I going to be a USAC member or am I going to do both? Because, I mean, there's there's costs that are associated with this. So my question is, is and I want to discuss after this, is will you guys be buying both a Obra oh. license and a USAC license for 2020? Well, that's a tough question. For me, it's like this it doesn't make since I, I don't do a lot of, of road cycling. It doesn't make a ton of sense for me to have two licenses, right? Like mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense. Like plus USA Track and Field, plus USA Triathlon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I 
theoretically USA Masters swimming. Yes. You know, I'm probably going to pick up, I'm probably going to do a couple of swim races. But in years that? past, yeah. you've always picked up an over license. So you yes. can come out and do the time trial and maybe exactly. another time that's, trial that comes up. And that's now a USAC. Well, that would be the that one that we race. typically do. The Jack Frost yeah. time trial is now a USAC okay. race. Let me ask you another question. Our time trial that we are putting on that's, the Michael Myers Memorial yes. time trial. I assume um, that's going to be Oprah. It's going to be, it's under Oprah. So gotcha. we've got two time trials gotcha. out there. Uh, Are you going to spend? You know, we'll we'll call it like I don't know. What does it add up to? About a hundred ish bucks. Just to, well, and here's the thing: for the 2020 season two, Zone Five was able to work with uh, USAC, and they were able to get them to provide a discount code. So once you go out to register with USAC, you get twenty dollars off the fee of that's um, normally eighty bucks. Ooh, um, yeah. With USAC, what what is kind of nice is the juniors will race for free. Which uh-huh. is pretty cool, um, but you're gonna have to, you know, pay, spend sixty bucks to become a USAC member, and an Ober yeah. license right now is forty bucks. So you're looking at a hundred bucks there. Wow. Now the other little thing is, is um, <laughs> you almost have to sign up for two things. You have to become a member of the Washington State Bicycle Racing Association. So WS, WSBA is what mm-hmm. a bicycle association. Um, that is twenty five dollars normally. And we were told that there's a, a discount code for that coming down the pipeline. And, and I believe it's in the amount of a $10 discount. So you're going to pay $15 to WSBA. What that gets you is your cloth numbers to put on and a, uh, a, a bike number, like your, your frame number that comes off the back of your uh, seat post so that you have that for all the racing that happens. So I would have to sign up for three different organizations. So yeah, if you were to WS- sign up and use all the WSBA. Yeah. If you were to sign up and use all of the discount codes, you're looking at $115. So. Can I speak candidly for a second? Shoot. That's why I wanted to ask you yeah, this question. And this is, and this is where I, I think that me, Matt and Lance are lucky because we get a, a look at this from, from, from Jake's eyes on, on the Ober board. And this is me being very biased. Jake being my favorite Oba member by far, but I mean, just says somebody top, who can break it top, down. He's in my top 10. He's in my top two. On. Yeah. <laughs> so, but for, I'm going to speak even from my point of view, but from anybody else trying to get into bike racing that, I mean, we've, we've talked on this podcast about Obra trying to make road racing easily accessible for people and make it this thing that people can get into without barriers. This just sounds like the exact opposite direction is just me speaking candidly there. I mean, this would be like USAT splitting, like any race that you wanted to do, you had to get like license with, could, could you imagine if you had to buy like a Rev3 license, an Ironman yeah, license, I know. and a challenge license if you wanted to do any of those other races? Now that's speaking from the triathlon point of view, but triathlon has that figured out because if you were racing American races and have a USAT license, you can go and do any of those races. Yeah, you I do think, an Ironman. You I don't can go think, and do a challenge. I agree with you. There shouldn't we shouldn't have to have the Washington license and the USAC license. Just wrap it up into one. Make it one hundred and twenty five dollars if you need to. But I like, just think that they need to bring this all under. And, and and I mean, I understand the disconnect between USAC and Obra is the driver here. I mean, I don't know that inside, but that seems like what is going on here. But um, you know, they've been trying. This just seems like over a lot the, of loops over the past like five or six years. There have been. Um, people that from both entities that have been working together to try and bring the two entities closer together mm-hmm. and they were able to make an agreement where there was reciprocity with respect to um your categorization so if you're racing and doing a ton of racing in obra and you're uh we'll just say cat three mm-hmm. and then you want right. to go do a usac race well you can go over to usac and they will recognize that category three ranking and they will let you race as a cat three 
but you have to obviously have a license. So mm-hmm. they've they've made those strides. Um, you know, there's a lot of scuttlebutt between the two, but I mean, it was. I don't even remember what the year was. I'm going to just guess and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like the late nineties, maybe uh-huh. close to 2000. There was a big parting of ways and, and Oprah used to do stuff with USAC, but it got to the point where it was cost prohibitive because of the fees that USAC was charging yeah. for, you know, the race promoters to get the, the races insured and licensed and, and the sanctioning. It just became very expensive. It, it almost cost about four times as much to run a race um, under USAC as it does through OBRA. And that's just mm-hmm. because OBRA has, um, you know, insurances and they just don't charge as much um, yeah, right. for that. But at the end of the day, that cost difference that gets passed down usually to the, the racer ends up being somewhere between 3 and $5 a race. So if a race was, say, 35 bucks, and all of a sudden if you want it to be on the USAC calendar now, are you going to be open to paying, you know, 38 39 maybe even 40 bucks? For that race, so yeah. that we'll say like five dollars or less. Is that is that going to be a deal breaker that's, for you? That's not cost it's not prohibitive a for deal breaker. For, but at for, the same for me, time, it's not the cost. Like, like the cost even. And this is because I come from triathlon, so cost to me right. is like yeah, I know, a right. way different stunted view. Like cycling's still very affordable in my opinion. Right. Yeah. True. Now it's it, it's more the the issues of if I want to go and do a race now I got to go and do this research to find out. Oh, is this a USAC race or an OBRA race? Oh, do I have my USAC license yet? No. Okay, I got to go and get my USAC license. Oh, yep. now I got to go and get this thing through Washington. We know that stuff, but what if I'm somebody who's never road raced before? Oh, I didn't know that you had to have the Washington thing. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't know. know that till Jake told me. I mean, like so. that's like this stuff. I'm sure if you look, you can find it. But like that is, if I'm somebody brand new to well, cycling, this is not you intuitive. You don't have to have the, get the Washington, the Washington thing yeah you can you'll have to you can race without a cloth number well yeah. here's how it works you'll show up to race and if you don't have that number you, you have to pay paper number. you have to pay 10 bucks for the paper number for that one race and then at the end of the race if you return the paper number you get five bucks back so and okay it costs you five bucks yeah so if you were going to do just one race yeah just do it that route you'll save you'll save like you know 10 bucks or something that's what like i did that. last year actually yeah. do they have a one day pass or anything like that could i do it like if i was like probably just gonna do jack frost could i just do a one day license i want to say yes but i i i think you i could can, be wrong I, I, think I think you can i think, think you can in triathlon yeah. you know they i'll get more a, information yeah, on so. that but um mm-hmm. i think you can yeah i so um one of our favorite racing companies why racing events mm-hmm. is a triathlon they do triathlons and they do running stuff and they were like kind of went back and forth for a long time they they were just self sanctioned you didn't have to be a USAT mm-hmm. yep. member to do their races and they finally like i you know came to the pressure and said okay we're going to be USAT sanctioned mm-hmm. stuff get the insurance covered and all that stuff i don't man i felt like that was a bad decision i felt like it was so nice to not have to be you know USAT member not have or, to have or, some sort of membership or one, anything one year, one just day like, membership, yeah. you can do these races and I thought that was really nice yeah. and I in my opinion it was a burden put on the racers that was beneficial for the race director sure but like I don't I don't know it just didn't seem like a great decision yeah. for the racers themselves yeah I don't think they saw the benefit but that's my yeah. opinion I'm sure other people think of other things <clears throat> I understand that insurance makes a lot of sense yeah i don't really know all the insider baseball on the obra versus usa c stuff well there are things that come along with that usac license too that a lot of people probably right. don't know yet until you actually dig into the website i mean i can go through a couple of them if you want i've got it up here right in front of me um you get access to over 2500 um sanctioned cycling events 
you know, that's mm-hmm. going to be far more than just the over calendar. Yeah. Um, you know, for the over calendar too, the road racing is so anemic this year. There are now Uh-oh. with, um, with zone five leaving, there are only three road races on the calendar. You've wow. got Kings Valley, you've got Montanor, you've got those are the, good races. Those are great races. Um, and then you've got uh, the state championship road race, which is going to be a new race put on by a new promoter down in Eugene this year. Oh, okay. So, not th- th- those, those will be three great races, but, but I that's think, it. Don't you think cyclocross is the big thing? Like, people are buying that license for cyclocross at this point. I mean, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I a lot know. of people do, yeah. And you know, obviously, with gravel emerging, um, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of people that are doing that stuff there, and that's another gravel race that's leaving the Ober calendar too, because they'll take their Yamhill race and they'll put it on the USAC calendar, and then they put on five cyclocross races uh, at the beginning of the cross season, and that that will now be USAC, How? and people will probably want to come do those races so that yeah. they can get USAC points for nationals. How how so? Here's another question that I have, because some of the it sounds a lot of the races that I personally would want to do fall into that zone five stuff yep. you know and obviously the mike myers memorial two of the only races that we're going to be on. well the mike myers right memorial now. ride that is like a the huge one, one right yeah. for us yeah how confident are is i don't know who the official race director is for that it's not you is it no uh well i Someone. mean i'm helping oversee but ian gibson team gibson's gibson. in charge of that and yeah. then we have a like a little committee of people that are put together and everybody's and he, been assigned different tasks he's gonna stick with obra as far as, as of right now yeah but he could change his mind. We could. So that'd be interesting. Anyway, it, it's one of those things where it's like, it'd be nice to just not have to pay for two or three licenses to do the races that you want to do. So, yeah. So anyway, so if you were to just to go and, and hop on the USAC website right now, and you're going to go sign up for a license, they actually have two different options in there. You've got your license plus basic. <laughs> it's just like your basic license. And then there's the silver license. Um, both licenses include those 2,500 races I was talking about. There's monthly tips and promotions that you get in, in an email. That's just filler. If you yeah. ask me, uh, a free one hour consult with a USAC certified coach, $65 value. Um, don't think anybody's probably using that, um, partner discounts with, uh, United, United IHG, KT tape, science, sport, training peaks, bike flights, and so many more. That's kind of cool. Um, what is this a discount for those products, basically? You, yeah, you get partner discounts with those people. So yeah. if you're, usually the, those discounts are. I didn't realize that they have a deal with bike flights. I use them all the time. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Um, access to pro deals through Expert Voice, where you can access, you get access to uh, exclusive rewards and discounts, and up to sixty percent off of top brands. Um, that's kind of nice, I guess. Access to USA Cycling's new member discount program, um, Pedal Perks. You get special offers and limited time discounts from USA Cycling Partners. So that's the stuff that you get with both the basic and the silver. Um, The silver one where it sets itself apart, though, is that you get a $25,000 supplemental medical insurance at Grand Fondos and Fun Rides. So that's kind of cool. Like if you were to have an accident or something like that, trust me, your medical bills pile up really quick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 24-7 unlimited cycling roadside assistance. Hmm. That is... That was intriguing to me when I first saw that. So, um, this is one of those things where someone needs to review this on YouTube. Like, hey, is this worth it? Let's check it out. There you go, Matt. No, (laughs) I was looking at you, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. But I was just thinking, I was like, you know, because it's one of those things where I'd be like, this seems like a 
might be interesting, but it's one of the things I would want to do a little research and see, is it really of value? Because I know the USA Triathlon, they have discount codes for everything, but it's kind of stuff that you can get anywhere. Exactly. You know, it's like, oh, great, Xterra wetsuit discount. 10% off. (laughs) uh, (laughs) This is only like thrown over every single... That's like my credit card, Fiona. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, You also get a USAC t-shirt they're calling it a $25 value I'm calling that a $5 value but hey, it is what it is and then additional USA cycling swag Schwag. that's non-defined so um, they probably give you like stickers a whatever paper and a sticker yeah. something yeah. like that just throw in the kitchen sink at you with crap mm-hmm. so um, just real quick on on that note would you guys buy that 125 i mean you're already spending 80 bucks would you spend an extra 45 to get that extra little stuff at the i end? would wait until your youtube video comes out watch it and then make the decision <laughs> is it worth it i mean like yeah. for example like the roadside assistance thing like would be great awesome value for an extra 40 bucks or 45 bucks you're getting roadside yeah. assistance i've never Maybe. heard of a single person ever using that i know but you could use it on youtube and you could let us know if it's functional yeah. Yeah, did you, you wait for three hours Okay, or you it know, came like, seventy-two what's the deal? hours after. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't there. Email. I just walked home that same period of yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, th- those are their their costs. So, I mean, are you guys you guys doing this? I mean, you're getting twenty bucks off the eighty. I, I'm not sure if it's twenty bucks off the one twenty-five yeah. as well, but Man, is it yeah. worth it? I don't know. I mean, this is the thing you're 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 asking, especially for for me. My my cycling calendar was going to be pretty truncated. Yeah. And still important to me because I love bike racing. I do, but I'm kind of in the throes of like focusing on triathlon, obviously for the next few years. Yep. Yeah. You are these you extra be. barriers thrown up being, being honest, being a triathlete, yeah. just not worth it. Yeah. I know. Not worth well, it. I think here's, Obra's here's, going to take a hit and here's the thing. zone five is going to take a hit Obra, because people are going to be like, Obra I don't want to pay yeah. for it. And you know, that's, this is two, another two strikes against yeah. cycling and this the is, areas. This is supposed to be like the golden mecca of cycling in America is this region, Washington and Oregon. Yeah. Maybe with Colorado and California too. Here's the thing. I, I just looked at the Ohio road racing calendar. Yeah. We got more races. Ohio's got more races. They're more, I, they, I've raced those races. They're better supported. They are. They're great supported and they're not splitting you between two licenses. Yeah. yeah. And well, they've got gravel <laughs> racing coming through there. So this the thing is if, I mean, if Obra wants to continue to trumpet itself as this is this is the most bike friendly state in America, yeah, why can we not put together even a somewhat comprehensible unified race schedule? Yeah, let's let's talk about some of the problems and and you know yeah. why is the Zone Five left? Why did they go over to USAC? That, that's my question. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, um, because you'd think that that's gonna be they're gonna take a hit for that. So with with Obra, you spend that forty bucks and you get a license, and really all you get for that is your cloth numbers. You get two numbers and then a little Obra sticker, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously you get the ability to go out and race uh, in the races. That, and they help Obra's, promote your races, they, right? Well, sort of. They put up a calendar, and that's where people just know, and that's where they've gone on a pretty anemic website uh, that is all over the place, and it's kind of tough yeah. to find information now. So 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 let's pretend like I'm Zone Five because this is the thing, and I know Matt mentioned Zone Five personally just me speaking candidly again i don't blame zone five because zone five's the buyer here yeah and if obra's the seller so far from that i'm not liking what is being sold well, they're, they're the seller that's helped you start your business and bu- helped you build yes. your business helped lend you starting equipment timing equipment vans they don't lend you any of that they stuff don't. you pay for it. they pay don't for it. though yeah, yeah so yeah so but i mean they were there when you needed them yeah they, I mean, they, they give you a, I'm, a, yeah, a I'm playing old, devil's advocate you here. You are. I like it. I they like give it. you an old, outdated website. There you go. Okay. Now, 
in bad all marketing. Fairness, that does not sound like good marketing. They are in the process of designing and building a brand new website. Um, cool, but I haven't seen it yet, and the season's no, right around the corner, right? It, exactly, and yeah. it should have been up a long time ago. Yeah. And I'm just going to go on the record and say that they spent way too much money on that on that website. I think it was yeah. a, a colossal waste of money. I'm not going to get into the exact amount of monies, but the amount that they spent for a WordPress website. I, WordPress. Fe- I fell off my chair in the era of social media they're spending money on a wordpress well website, no they so. should and, and yeah they, well they should have a wordpress website but they yeah. should have spent about 10 percent of what they did to gotcha. get this okay. site off the ground and up and running how does their they social just, media look like uh it's anemic they don't do uh, all that great of a job and again I, yeah. I i don't want to get in trouble for saying too much but i'm allowed to have yeah. an opinion and yeah. i don't think that they do a very good job of promoting races yeah because um, i, cause they I don't could want do zone five i'm not saying that they're doing yeah. a bad job they could just do so much more yeah. and i've been beating these drums for a long time and it just falls on deaf ears yeah but um anyway kind of getting back to my point the um Obra doesn't really offer you too much for that that license and then there's the promoter and the promoter you know they're the ones that are putting themselves on the line they're the ones that are going yeah. out and they're putting these races together getting paid peanuts they're the ones like yes. if there are no promoters there are no races and yes Obra needs those people just like they need the members. And so mm-hmm. they're going, Obra's job is to go out there and get members and mm-hmm. the promoter is, and they need to get promoters soon. The promoter's putting the race together and then Obra kind of helps put these two things together. They provide the insurances, they s- sanction the race. They will help with the permits to a certain degree, helping with those certificates of liability and whatever the identification certificates. Mm-hmm. But really it's the promoter that's doing the lion's share of the work. I mean, well, there's yeah. so much that and goes into that. There is a t- and this is ju- just from personal experience. Yeah. I used to work for a very, very small timing and race company in Ohio yeah. called Speedy Feet Racing, which yep. I think I've mentioned on here before jeff kudron one of the hardest working human beings i've ever met was so good at putting together these local 5k 10ks triathlons even a time trial the time trial was his baby the triathlon series that we did on wednesday night was his baby that triathlon series we actually ended up getting certified with usat and i believe the time trial i could be wrong here was usac yeah but here's the thing me and Jeff were the ones getting, mostly Jeff, but me and Jeff were the ones getting there at 4 or 5 a.m. some of those race mornings, setting sure. everything up. I can tell you what, there was no USAC or USAT member there no at that time. Yeah. Nobody no. there. No. So to me, Zone 5 has every single right to, do to look at their look at whatever works best for them, and they, in my opinion, don't owe OBRA anything. Yeah. Nothing. And yeah. that's just from being on those front lines of that. When you're there at 5 a.m. setting those up, and you're dealing with God knows what. I mean, tr- we used to have hilarious stories about things going wrong last second. We're rushing around fixing stuff. Yeah, I've never seen a human being as efficient as Jeff with that. And I've, I don't know the Dave's from Zone Five personally, but I've talked to them, and they seem like those type of guys that just work their butts off. And right. you yeah. know, it's a thankless job. Yeah, they have every right with their baby to do whatever, do whatever they, they want, want whatever they want sure. with it. Oh yeah, and for sure. Here's the thing: so. is if Ober's not going to get their stuff together, leave them. Well, yeah, without yeah. an apology. Yeah, yeah but it, it's putting pressure on your customers. Yes. Now, now that's, that's the thing is because you got to consider business. This is a too. negative. This is a yeah. you know this is a negative for their customers because their yeah. customers are going to have to sign up for two licenses, and some yeah. of them are not going to do it. Some are going to be like, oh, I'm, and they may oh, lose your, business earlier. They're going to lose. Of it. Yeah. I would think that I would expect I them maybe to lose long business. Long term, though, maybe long term, and this is what we had talked about on the run. No, I too, you know, Matt was somebody who knows a lot about this, like like, like mm-hmm. you know, like Jake does. I think hopefully that's a wake up call for Oprah. Hopefully. This is my take on hope. that is that yeah. this it sucks. It's going to be hard. We're in a transitional phase and one of two yeah. things is going to happen. Either Oprah's going to like 
smell the coffee and yeah. you, or like see what's going Hopefully, on here. Yeah. They're going to open their eyes and they're going to be aware of what's going on and they're going to make big changes and they're going to do things better. Um, Obra is kind of missing the mark on a bunch of items. Um, and th- they're, they're concentrating on certain things that I think need attention, mm-hmm. but they are so like, they're, they're not even secondary. They're not even tertiary in, in my opinion right now, given everything that's going on in terms of where they need to be placing their focus. Membership is down. Time I think, is finite. Too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just mm-hmm. in, in 20, 2019 membership was down by 11%. And I think over the last three years combined, I want to say that membership is down about 25%. Team participation, the number of teams that are actively signed up, when you go look at the bar competition page, I know that when we first started our team, I think it was like between 115 and 120 teams. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of teams. That's good. Those yeah. are strong tentacles that reach out into their respective communities and bring racers to you. We're down to like, I think we finished at 83 this year. That's another huge percent loss. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our advertising is anemic. There's the sponsorship levels or the, the amount of sponsorship monies that are coming in to help um, you know pay for these things is nil. Um, the website obviously needs to be addressed, but they did it that they, they missed up there. They needed that good for them going that direction, but they could have spent that uh, that other amount of money that um, they overpaid on, on something like chip timing that people have been asking for for a long time too, which I've yeah. been trying to help work on, but it's just, you, you can't get any traction. So That's expensive um, too, there's yeah. just all these little missteps. And I think zone five pretty much got to the point where it was that on top of a bunch of other things on the back end that they were dealing with, where like, we just want to go work with a professional entity that's known and proven and has a, mm-hmm. a baked in product where they, they'll have everything that they need and they're going to give it a go. So yeah. Yeah, so be, maybe if they have a huge hit to yeah. their customers, they'll turn around and yeah, yeah, go back. Yeah, I mean, and tell tart between legs. I mean, yeah, that it's it's, or it's a, maybe if, yeah, or maybe. maybe not. I mean, like if you're if you're buying Kirkland soda and you go buy Lacroix, do you really feel that bad no. when you go back and buy Kirkland? I wouldn't. No. Yeah. Your, your tail between your legs? No, you're no. just buying drinks, right? Like, Except for uh, excuse me, uh, speak directly to Kirkland oh, wait. for a second. Sorry, Sponsor. Kirkland is the best sparkling water out there. Let's be very clear. <laughs> yeah. With an excellent taste and variety yeah. of flavors. But yes. you know, maybe Oprah does like wake up and maybe they do yeah. start to do all of these things. And maybe they do have the better product. It's not to say that Oprah can't come back. I don't, I'm not Oprah, I'm sorry, but Zone, Zone 5. five yeah. I mm-hmm. don't think that they burned bridges. And I think that Oprah wants them to be in there. And I, I know that I know that the guys from Zone 5 really do like Oprah. Mm-hmm. Um just like now it just doesn't make business sense it's not yeah. the same over that they yeah. they started with and not the same over that they cut their I teeth i still with. don't understand why it doesn't make business sense for them why it doesn't make business right. sense for them why does it not make business sense for them to continue with the license that they have had in the past well zone five's growing yeah aren't they sure well they i, mean, are. I mean they've got a whole team of people that so work there they put on great racing so. maybe they just didn't see obra growing at the same rate that they are and thought yeah. that it was time different to move initiatives to and, and yeah. whatnot and so the the flip side is obra doesn't wake up and we very well could be looking at the birth of a brand new race organization here in the mm-hmm. the, the oregon southern they, Washington. yeah area. that's another way to do it but why would they make a new one why would they not continue to just use usa or USAC. I mean, well, it would be, but it would be basically just like all the races, which Washington USAC. state bicycle association would slowly bleed down here. And there yeah. would maybe be another chapter for Oregon or gotcha. something like that. So, yeah, yeah. but for whatever, however that comes into focus, that's, that's yeah. kind of the way that I see it. So, um, I think as the consumers, you just hope at some point there's some con- congruity and there's, yeah. you know, there's how, so for the Mike Myers here. Memorial ride is race, yeah. race, where is that going to be held? Is it going to be out of Same Vancouver? Same place out of Vancouver Lake, yeah. Yep. 
I think here's, and this is like, I'm taking a bigger topic and making it smaller. You have people that are going to sign up for Uber licenses specifically because they like time trials. Yeah. Right. I would sign we, up for an Uber license for that race too. Yeah. Just well, for I that mean, race, I, would. I, I just yeah. know, like, I, I feel like t- the time trial people are kind of like the triathlon. Some of the triathlon people, they're like these, they're just weirdos, right? Yeah. They're just weirdos. We'll spend too, way too much money on That's races. That's honest truth. If you, if you, if <laughs> to you meet go them, and ride your bike by yourself for 12 If you meet miles, these people, they're, they're weirdos of cycling. Yeah. Uh, so what about these people? You know, we obviously would want them to do the Mike Myers Memorial ride. Now they're going to have to buy two licenses. And this is kind of the smaller issue that's representative of the bigger issue, you know, of the whole thing. But these, these weirdo time trialists, do you be nice? <laughs> I'm, I'm calling out myself, right? Hey. You know, I mean, <laughs> Hey, no. Yeah. You can, you can call it exactly what it is. Time, time trialists are strange cyclists. They're, they really I are. think they are. Yeah. I think they're weird. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> what about these folks they, they, it's just two races, right? There's not a ton of time trials. There are a few other time there's, trials. There's some gonna in Southern yeah, Oregon. They're going the to the, um, yeah. have the, is it the time trial cup or the TT cup for yeah. the state of Oregon? I think it's but isn't a that, total of four races that's down to three now. Does so. that include the climb to uh, the... Oh, that... The gravel, um, no, no, there's no, one no, that... No, there's the, a climbing one that's super cool. It's just straight up... Oh, uh, yeah. Is it hood up to Timberline or whatever? That, that may or may not be on there. I'm not sure. Is that technically a time trial? Yeah. I, it is, I wasn't yeah. sure if that was actually on like the Obra calendar. Or if yeah, that I got to go look at it because there was some chatter last Jordan year that, that they were yeah, yeah they were talking about um them not being able to come back and put that race on this year <sighs> that'd be okay. a shame and they were looking for somebody a, a promoter to take over so but we'll, i'm not sure but Maybe we'll see on five yeah well i'm just wondering if, <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't make sense for all of the time trials to be on a certain license or whatever it is yeah. so it's i'm just it seems like some of these things just need I to would say that if about. they're Oregonians or they're here in the, the Portland area or somewhere right. in Oregon, um, they're probably going to, if they're not willing to buy that USAC license, they're probably going to pass on the Jack Frost. Right. And yep. um, I wonder if numbers will be really I don't know. tricky. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's going to we'll be, see. we're going to see in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. March 7th or something. Something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. coming up pretty soon, though. It is. It's I not gotta, too far off in the future. So, I got to get my race bike back together. I got yeah. to get that thing all tuned up. Yeah. So, Matt, you're a no on the, the USAC license. No, I'm, I, well, ideally, I would buy, buy oh, a license, one, one cycling license for the year. Um, He's waiting for a YouTube video to come out comparing the I two. Need I need that YouTube yeah. video. To <laughs> Matt makes all of his decisions off YouTube. Well, videos. I'm curious. Are you going to get both? I mean, because there's two races there, and they're going to be in two different. Um, I could I could skip the Jack Frost time trial and not lose any sleep over it. Okay. I mean, maybe a wink or two, but not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be a little disappointed because that's one of the only races that I do, and that but, has been on the Oprah calendar for over thirty years, if I'm not mistaken. But I could go out. I mean, there's the, the good thing about when you don't do a race is you can go out there and you can kind of like bring camera stuff, and there's cool stuff that you yeah. can do when you're not racing. Yep. So I could do that, and I think that would be a great experience. It's then there's less pressure for me to get a time trial bike by a certain date. There's some positives there. Ultimately, I'd love to race it. So maybe I'm one of those customers for Zone 5 that's just like, yep, you don't get my money this year. And then, you know, then it's like, okay, then get the Ober license when I need that for whatever kind of races I'm going to be doing, which would be probably... You know, I mean, well, because how much so, cross races. So, so in this region, your USAC license basically is going to get you the Jack Frost time trial. Early season, then Dirty Circles, too, is going to be... Dirty Circles, too. And they have then, cake. 
and yep, piece of cake, and then also Yam, uh, Yam Hill. Hill. Yep. And then this whole right. cycle so cross series. So for me being devil's advocate to Matt here, sure. I may you just get the USAC just license. Get the USAC license. I think I'm probably just going to get the USAC license if later in the season I have the time and availability in my schedule. But that to pretty much some Obra. But yeah, then you can get it later. Those would be the only races I would do, and I'm probably going to skip piece of cake because it's too close. What about to all the cycle cross stuff? You've Ugh. always talked about saying, oh, I know, I'm going to do yeah. cross this year. Yeah, I'm going to no, do no. cross this year. I, I, I will wait till later in the year then to get yeah, that, sure. that over I, I just wouldn't get it early in the season. What about a criterium? Are you going to do any criteriums? So if, Bad idea. Uh, Bad idea. Dude, Eddie. I loved crit, crit racing. <laughs> this is a funny thing about crit racing for me. I loved it and was so bad at it. <laughs> oh, I was so, 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 so bad at crit racing. But here's I another it. one that a lot of people haven't talked about yet because they don't know. The crit that is known as the Vancouver crit the downtown Vancouver, downtown crit. Vancouver yes. crit that has been on the over calendar for a lot of years has been off the calendar for the last couple of years because there was issues with the city and yada yada parking meters yes <laughs> they got it sorted out for this year for 2020 gotcha they were trying to get it put on the over calendar they had it put on the over calendar on a date that worked for the promoter and worked for the city it was all there set in stone Ober came back to them and said, oh, by the way, you're going to have to find a different date because we have something going on at the the track. There's some sort of a, a track race or something like that. Are they it was serious? on the same day. So the promoter said, okay, take us off. Guess where Zone they went. Zone 5? Huh? Zone 5? Zone 5 is not the promoter. Oh, no, no, no. no. I, 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 so well, USAC is then what they went to then. They're on the WSBA calendar and they are a which USAC is then under race, USAC. Race, okay. and they have since gone to zone five to ask for a little bit of help on the race promotion front so gotcha. they're just going to help them put on a successful race and help them kind of navigate the waters that are USAC it's another well looks so like so that would be the 10th race here in our backyard that is basically going over to USAC now if I'm a if I'm another promoter mm-hmm. that's an over promoter I'm I, I'm really going to be watching Zone 5 under a microscope. I'm not hoping that they do poorly, but I need to know how things go for them. And I need to be listening to what membership has to say. Yeah. And got to be asking myself, is that where I need to go in 2021 or yeah. somewhere down the road or possibly even in 2020? I, I just, man, this is going to be... Looking, looking at my personal schedule and this is this yeah. is the thing is now every bike racer is going to look at their because there's going to be a billion different answers out there for everybody yeah that absolutely makes me lean towards i would just need to use sack license this season maybe if i decide to cyclocross i get an obra but i mean yeah, yeah. early or, or, or like the early season schedule then is dominated by zone five yeah, yeah, that's the whole very, season. very dominated by zone well, five. Early season for road, and early season for time trial, entirely early season five. for yeah. gravel, um, and then their early season for cross too. Yeah. So, um, um, if I'm going to answer my own question about the Obra versus USEC license, I'll be getting both. Okay. Um, because I'm going to go out. I'm going to do the zone five races mm-hmm. and uh, the Obra stuff. Obviously, I, I sit on the board of directors there, and I want to support them. Um, mm-hmm. I. Also, you and love, Lance will a, probably be getting both. The, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of races out there that I want to do and over, like the Portland Short Track stuff. I want to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like Kings Valley and uh, the Montanor race. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll want to do those races. There's Portland International Race with the PIR Road Racing that I'll want to do. Yep. Um, our team is going to be one of the co-promoters for the Tuesday Night PIR stuff this year, which is going to be a lot of fun. So I, I, I need to be out there and doing that as well. So it mm-hmm. makes good sense for me. But for the, the WSBA calendar, I believe it's 12... Or 13, I want to say it's 12 road races on their calendar versus Obers 3. So if you want to do some road racing and some stage racing and all that other fun stuff, yeah. 
you know, if that's your gem, you probably want to start considering, you know, just getting that USAC license and going that direction. If you're just a road racer, if you want to find some, now you're going to have to drive a little bit more, but you know, yeah. But for a stage race, that's a pretty cool experience, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, stage yeah. races you're always driving for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that, that's no news. So, well, yeah. you know what? I said that there was only three races on the over calendar. I have to take that back. I, it, there's the, the Baker city stage race as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would be the fourth race, which you get, that's you know, the big one that I think in, in one weekend. any road racer is going to still have an over license this year. Yeah. Any, any serious road racer, because that is, what weekend is that again? Is that June? It's late June, if I'm not late mistaken. June. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. So, well. Lots of stuff to come on that front. That's an interesting That was thing. the hottest of seat questions. Yeah. Huh. I'd be kind of curious yeah. to hear from any of our listeners that do road racing outside of the Oregon area that are USAC members, what their experience is like and mm-hmm. what value they find in their own memberships and what membership they, they purchase. So yep. if you guys want to jump Shut on up. the old, uh, Facebook book face mm-hmm. and, uh, send us a message or maybe post on uh, this post for this, uh, particular podcast and let us know. That'd be great. Man. Yeah. Here's to go. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get out of that. And into one last thing, Matt, go, Matt, go, uh i don't know i always post some videos on youtube um i posted last week one about the magic five goggles i've got them on the desk here because i was showing evan these goggles that custom fit your face they're fantastic i think i talked about them on the last podcast The magic yes yeah. i tried um, them on they feel awesome and they I'm, were even meant to be on matt's face yeah i'm testing a whole bunch of goggles in the next couple couple weeks I'm sure all of our cycling people love to hear all about goggles. Swim and if goggles. you do, yeah. go check out the what YouTube channel. It's raining channel. really bad. I might need to try You might need the goggles. Uh, <laughs> I might do a video on the Thera gun, which is like this. You probably have seen yeah. like advertisements for it everywhere. If you which have, is that you big, don't have social media. The big gun that's like, brum, 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 brum. Showing that in slow motion. Your muscles yeah. are just like gyrating and flopping all I, over the place. I might try to whip one of those videos out mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Uh, and then the video, and I, we talked about this before. Um, the, uh, the Garmin vector air, I'm going to talk about that in a video very soon coming up at some point. So those three or four videos are probably coming out in the next three or four weeks. Cool. Evan, one last thing. Uh, I have nothing today as my one last thing, which is weird, but it's sunny outside today. So so if you get off work early, get outside, ride Mm -hmm. ride your bike. How about an update on this whole project that we've got going on? The clinic? Yeah. The the rubber has officially been laid down on my side of the clinic. The rubber has literally hit the road and it is being glued Wednesday, which I don't know a ton about rolled rubber, but I think it dries pretty quickly after that. Yeah. And then that is when the equipment will be coming in. Wow. And then from there, I will be able to give roughly a date of when things will be underway and operational. I just want to see the place because, mm-hmm. yeah, I have it's no big. idea. I don't even know where it is. It's got a very so. tall ceiling. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Looks nice. I'm sure. It'll be fun. Yep, yep. It's exciting. Jake's stuff will be able to be moved in soon. We're just going to keep on saying soon. Yeah. yeah, very soon. <laughs> We've got to stop giving definitive dates I know, because that's I know. moved probably fourteen times. I think I think the, the the less the less definitive dates I give, the quicker it'll come. So I'm just gonna say soon here. Yeah, but yeah, the- we're very excited and everything's. I mean, we are the 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 amount of work that has gone in marketing wise and also just build wise to to this early on makes it very exciting because the it, it will be hitting the road and running right off the bat. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. My one last thing is a question yes. for you guys. We had you had a hot seat question. You had your chance. That's my yeah. one last one last thing. It's a one question. last thing. Hot seat question. Yeah. Okay, go. Um, doing the podcast on YouTube again. 
no. streaming it once we get moved. Because for those that don't know, I have a, a really nice little home office that's been my working office for a long time. And we have the podcast studio set up here. But at the new facility, we've got mm-hmm. a full-on lab, which is going to be awesome. Yes. And there's going to be space dedicated to um, kind of all of our Things. media stuff and yep. our creative stuff. And part of that would be the, the YouTube. Yep. And part of that will be the podcast. Should we start streaming the podcast again? Do you think think people enjoyed that? I think it wasn't like a huge hit or anything like that. But I mean, I think it's nice and people can kind of just chime in. And if they're bored at work, they can chime in and watch. I think think it would be cool too, just because then we have kind of a a library of the YouTube videos up there. And it's kind of a cool little launching pad too for just the YouTube channel in general, which Jake Jake is collecting a lot of very, very cool video. I know Lance is going to be a big part of that too. And there's this guy named Matt Legrand YouTube that I think you know we he could, sings to girls on the beach. We could maybe yeah. link some of his videos into there too, and and get and get him involved somehow. But <laughs> link him. He makes he makes good videos. Link him. Yeah, he knows how to fly a drone. I know how to well. sing. I know how to sing to girls he on the beach. He can sing to girls on the beach and fly a drone. Those are just two skills. So waiting for that pair of video. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, you know what? It's sunny out, guys. I think we should uh, go outside and enjoy that. Go for a bike ride or something. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.